Welcome, welcome to the Always the Jags podcast. It's your host, William Rose. I just started this podcast because I am a lifelong Jacksonville Jaguars fan. And I also love following the NFL. And I really wanted a space to kind of talk with other people about what the Jaguars are doing, news, where I think that we're headed, especially because we have a reason to be excited, which we haven't had in a very long time. So I've been trying to get this started for actually a little bit now. I picked a very interesting week to choose because I am so sick. I wanted to post a video before the draft, but I just wasn't able to do it. But we just had the first round of the draft last night, and I was like, I got to kick off a podcast with an episode. So here's where we are. We are talking about the first round of the draft. Now, I live in, I currently live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I used to be born and raised in the Orlando, Daytona Beach area. My wife and I, I was raised in DeBerry and then I moved up to Daytona Beach, Ormond Beach when I got married. But since I do now live in Charlotte, you know, sometimes the things that the Panthers do interest me. So the fact that they got Bryce Young, very excited, doesn't mean we're going to go easy on him when we play him this year, but it gives Charlotte a lot to look forward to as well. So moving on to who we're all here about, the Jaguars. And I remember watching the draft and being like nervous and being very nervous because in all the mock drafts I had run, Brian Branch doesn't get past the Lions at 18. And I don't know what the Lions were choosing to pick or value this year, but the fact that they got a running back and a linebacker in the first round, like the two least premium positions in the NFL, works out well for us because it continued to push all those defensive backs down the board. Christian Gonzalez didn't go till 17. It was crazy. And I was in a chat with a bunch of Jaguars fans and they were like, oh my God, we could get Christian Gonzalez or Joey Porter. And I had the same question. I was like, can they play inside? Can they play inside? Can they play inside? And they're like, well, I don't know. Maybe they'll figure it out. And it's like, no, 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 no. If we don't get a guy who can play inside, play the nickel, play the slot, we are going to get torn apart over the middle like what Michael Pittman and the Colts did to us. You want to know why we went from holding them to zero points to allowing almost 30? I don't know if it was over 30 or something like that, because we couldn't stop the slot. Trey Herndon is like kind of a backup. Honestly, when we re-signed him, I was like, okay, that's interesting. He allowed like 114 passer rating targeting him. He can't play the slot. Darius Williams cannot play the slot. He got so much better when they moved him outside. And so if we draft a border and outside cornerback and try to move Tyson Campbell or Darius Williams back to the slot, the slot is still going to be our issue. We need a guy who can play the slot. And so most of the people in this chat agreed that Brian Branch is our guy. He's this insane Alabama defender, and he plays the slot better than anyone in this entire draft. Entire draft, hands down. And so a lot of people projected him to go into the first round, and I didn't expect him to be available. I was like unsure if he would be available at 24. And so then when the Giants traded into 24, I was like, I don't think the Giants are going to go for Brian Branch, right? I was like, I think they want an outside cornerback to pair with Adoree Jackson. I was right. They picked up Deontay Banks, which is another guy that was mocked to us. Cool. Jaguars at 25. I was like, go ahead and turn in the card for Brian Branch. Nope. We traded out again. So the Bills could get Dalton Kincaid. And again, I was cool with that. I was actually kind of excited because I'm like, you know what? We're building all this capital. This means that in the second round, we might be able to leap in to maybe number 40, see if we can nab Brian Branch and Darnell Washington. That would be insane. So then we get to 27 and it's finally our pick. And I'm wondering if we're going to trade back again. And we don't. And instead, we take an offensive tackle. Now, this kid is good. I'm sure he'll be good. But my issue is, I know Cam Robinson is going to be suspended for the start of the year. So that makes offensive tackle a priority. And we're going to have to get by on the games where he's not there, 
right? But players like Matthew Bergeron, who can play inside and outside, are still available. Could have picked him up in the third round, most likely. And getting a guy in the first round who can only play offensive tackle, I don't know if this guy can play guard, maybe. I don't know if he's supposed to replace Ken Robinson after this year or replace Walker Little. You know, I knew it was a need and I knew we were going to go for it. But the fact that Cam was suspended for games is the only reason why that we went for it. And that's what's frustrating because it took literally hours before the draft. It took where we knew what we were going to do and it shifted a position of need that was a position of need, but thrust it right into the spotlight into a place where it didn't really have to be. So we went from the prospect of potentially getting Brian Branch at 27 and Darnell Washington somewhere in the 40s because we have enough ammo to knife our way up the second round to try to get to 40 because that's about where Washington is probably going to go. We could have got this crazy, amazingly good run blocking tight end and a guy to play the slot, which is our arguably our only hole on the roster, and then pick up a swing tackle in the third round in Matthew Bergeron. Now, I don't even know if we're going to end up picking Brian Branch in the second round. I'm glad he didn't go in the first, so he's still available. But I'm like, there's no way that we can come out of the second round with both of those players. And I'm sure the kid that we took, his name is escaping me right now, but I'm sure the kid that we took is going to be great, but he's going to be expected to be a starter because he was picked in the first round. And it's like, if we got a guy like Brian Branch, it's like, yes, he would be a starter and he would play in the slot. And Darnell Washington would be our Chris Manhurts run blocking tight end. And it would complement well with Evan Ingram. And he wouldn't necessarily be replacing Evan Ingram. If that's what it comes down to later on, sure, maybe. But he, he would be like our next Mercedes Lewis, right? We've got Evan Ingram, pass catching tight end. And this guy was a road blocker, like a sixth offensive lineman. And I don't understand why we didn't just take a swing tackle in the third round. Well, I do understand why we didn't wait until the third round to take a swing tackle because we're worried about how many games Cam Robinson is going to be suspended for. So I think overall, just disappointment because if that news had come out a week later or a couple of days later, we could have ended up with two really, really high value prospects that would have started for us and made an immediate, immediate impact where we need them to. But now we're here. And so I'm hoping in the second round today, we'll at least come away with one of them. But to be at the chance to have both and pass on it, to me, is just crazy. But like I said, it's only because of the drug stuff that Cam Robinson got him into. So in the future on this podcast, I'm also going to talk about fantasy football, who players I think that should be started and sitting, you know, as we get closer to there. And I'm also going to talk about other teams around the NFL. You know, who I think really aced the draft is definitely the Eagles. And the Seahawks, because the Eagles getting arguably the best player in the draft after you just lost the Super Bowl, and then getting one of his buddies at the back of the third round that many people thought was going to be top 15, it's just insane. It's like Howie Roseman, like, what are you on, and can I get some? It is insane. They basically just replaced Javon Hargrave with Jalen Carter, who is probably going to be better than Javon Hargrave in a couple of years. And then now they don't need to bring back Brandon Graham next year because he's gonna. Nolan Smith is going to spend all his time learning from him. The Eagles are a monster. And then the Seahawks getting uh, JSN, the wide receiver, at number 20 to play in the slot was genius. Devin Witherspoon at number five was also pretty genius. Tariq Woolen is already playing really well back there, but to have a guy that can also play in the slot as well as play outside is perfect. A lot of people are going to be talking about the Texans and how that affects us. I knew they were going to go CJ Stroud, all that smokescreen that they don't like anyone other than Bryce Young. Nah, they were at number two. They were going to pick a quarterback the whole time. The thing I do like is that 
While I am like mildly upset that they took Will Anderson, the edge, at number three and traded up for it, if you look at what they had to give up, they give up their second rounder this year, and their first this year, and a first next year, and a third next year. All of those could have been weapons for Stroud. Now, maybe they'll use free agency dollars, but you know, number 12, they could have got JSN for Stroud, a guy he's familiar with. And then in the second round, they could have grabbed a tight end or a offensive lineman, but, you know, they kind of moved all the chips into the table for Will Anderson, which is something I likely would have done as well for a defensive player as good as Anderson if my quarterback was already developed. Because now the Texans have to develop C.J. Stroud, and they gave up a lot, so they can't put as much around him, which might stunt his development, which is fine for us because... We're going to be the ones competing for the division. So Anthony Richardson went number four to the Colts. He's going to need a lot of work and a lot of time. And it sounds like Minshew is going to be their starting quarterback. And Richardson really needs to sit for like a year, maybe two, and really learn from a guy. And if Minshew is the guy that he's learning from, I loved Minshew, but I think he's going to be a backup for most of his career. And I think once the Colts lose like two or three games, people are going to be calling for Richardson to come in instead of Minshew. And he's just going to start playing way too early. So again, none of that really worries me. Some of the teams in our division got stronger, but there's no reason to believe the Jaguars won't be on top by the end of the year. Like I said, I definitely think the Eagles won the first round. Seahawks came in pretty close after that. I don't know what the Lions were on, it's not like they selected bad players, but it's like in all the mock drafts, they could have gotten those two guys in the second round and came out of the first round with some other guys. So that that's the part that's like, I don't even understand what they're doing. Um, but the run on offensive tackles kind of surprised me. And I think that's what made us feel like we needed to get an offensive tackle as well, because we felt like Matthew Bergeron might not be there in the second round. Um, and that was the thing, like in my original mock draft, I was waiting to get Matthew Berger on at the third round because it was the perfect match for his grade. But once we got the Cam Robinson news, I thought we might need to go up to the second round to get him just in case. But every time I did those mocks, you know, I took Brian Branch. And Darnell Washington was long gone by the time I picked Bergeron at 56. However, all that trading back, we have picked 127, 121, and 122. Each of those picks, I figured it out, we can leap up. If you trade one of them, you can go up five spots, basically. So you can kind of, or maybe the team at 40 would take all three of them. I don't know. But we could have knifed our way up to 40. So the moving back was really genius by Balky. I just think even with the suspension, if I'm Balky, I'm either taking Branch at that spot or if I'm like, because my thing that I was afraid of was that the Eagles were going to take Branch. So I didn't want to go back because the Eagles need a slot cornerback and that's what Brian Branch does. So if I'm Balky and I wanted that offensive tackle, I still, my target would have been Branch and I probably would have maybe traded back again. But Branch is still available. We'll see if we can push ourselves up to 40. I think we'll be able to get him or Darnell Washington. And so we'll see who we end up getting. Maybe one of them will fall all the way to the third round. That would be insane. But we'll just have to see what happens tonight. Anyway, this was Always the Jags podcast hosted by William Rose. I'm going to try to post it weekly, guys. But follow me on Instagram at Always the Jags and on TikTok at Always the Jags, where I'll be posting news, highlights, and other things that are all Duval and NFL related. Take care, y'all, as we get ready for this crazy second and third round of the draft. Peace out.